0: This is the happy hour. You guys want a happy hour? Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. Yeah, I'll maybe I'll come for a couple. Here are your hosts, Nick Sainert. I want to know what it's like to commit a crime without having to spend time in jail. And Enrique Alvarez Cleary. C is for chunk. Brought to you by Empire Fence and Netting. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. And happy Thursday. The last time this week that Rico and I will be doing a show from the studio as tomorrow we'll be out in Omaha at the College World Series. Hello, Rico. Hello. How's the day?
1: So far so good. Good. Except for one small thing. What's that? Somebody called me old today.
0: Oh no. You're getting up there in age.
1: Hurt my feelings. Thirty? Yeah.
0: Nah, that's. I mean, you,
1: you know, should. Ref- you should you're
0: est- you're established for the most part, so I mean, you're there.
1: Just I mean, just a little bit. I've just you know, I've just seen some things. Been around for a little bit. I don't think it's necessary to call somebody old for it, but it's okay. It's all yeah. right. My feelings weren't hurt. It sounds like as they were as much as they you know might have been. It's okay.
0: Um, is it obvious to tell that like I came in at the last moment?
1: Uh, yes. Okay. But, but to I ca- me,
0: I came in at the last moment to the studio. I was doing some work. Mm-hmm. I was I was actually working, doing some work, and I yeah. rushed into right because I heard the intro playing. Yeah, I didn't realize it was already twelve o'clock. Terrell Farley was bothering me about the cake that's out there because yeah. Mark made a cake. Looks delicious. I haven't been out there yet? But uh, yeah, Terrell's bothering me. He got mad because he thought I cut the I cut the cake. I cut the first slice of cake, and I was like, dude, I've been in here the entire time on the phone. Yeah. So anyway, uh, went down to the new studio this today. Yeah. How's Exciting it stuff. How's it looking? It looks really good. Mm, really, really good. Super excited. I'm looking forward
1: to it. Okay, I'm going to tell everybody exactly why you were saying that we're going to be down in Omaha for the College Road Series because we're joining the Blur Tailgate at the Hilton in Omaha. We're going to be down there starting at 10 a.m. going all the way to 6 p.m. However, the doors do not open until 10.30 for everyone else, but we will be there. You can listen to us. It'll be a blast. You can be there from 10.30 to midnight from tomorrow going all the way through June 24th. Um, and it's going to be great. It's going to be on the corner of 12th and Cass. You're going to be right outside of the Hilton where LSU and Wake Forest are staying. Um, you're not going to be able to miss it. There's a giant white tent. You'll be able to see Blur Parties right there, and we'll be there as well. The 11th annual, uh, Tailgate, an all-inclusive bar and buffet, 18 4K TV showing live baseball games, multiple seating options, and there will be a hammock that I want to sit in the entire time that I am down there. Yeah. You can buy your tickets at the door or preferably Online at www.blurevents.com backslash Omaha. That's www.b-l-u-r-e-v-e-n-t-s.com backslash Omaha. Um, Rico, you yes. got to take, take control because
0: I got to figure this You're gonna out.
1: You're going to try and figure that out? Do you want to take control and I'll go figure it out? Sure. Okay. Sure. Okay. As you can see.
0: We're having a couple technical difficulties. We're trying to make sure we have all of our all of our streams set up, and it looks like one of them is struggling just a little bit. So Rico's going to go take care of that. Um, 5685 The Honda of Lincoln Hotline, the Starter Hammond Text Line. Both of those open for you guys the entire show today. It is another two hour edition of the Happy Hour. We'll be doing two hour shows up until Bach comes back, which is after the College World Series. So you're gonna have uh, a pretty heavy dose or a healthy dose of uh, Nick and myself and Rico up until the College World Series is over. Today, got a good show for you guys lined up. We're going to be joined by our good friend Zach Carpenter of Inside Nebraska here in about 15 or 20 minutes or so to talk Husker football recruiting. He actually got to sit down with Husker football quarterback commit Daniel Kalin, and he was able to – kind of talk about the process of how Nebraska was recruiting Dylan Riola for a while and then ends up, you know, coming back to Daniel Kalen. So we'll talk to Zach at twelve thirty. Then at one thirty, we're going to be joined by the voice of Husker softball, Nate Rohr, will join the show just to uh talk about the I think it's a momentous day. I think it's I think it's okay to clarify today as an exciting and momentous day for Nebraska softball. You get the. I think it's just Nebraska no, athletics in general. Okay, Nebraska athletics in general, because here's the deal: you get the best player in the entire game of softball right now, and, and the college ranks at least, mm-hmm. to join your team. And there's a lot of uh, hypothetical scenarios of what could what could happen. Uh, you know, branching off of that, but then in addition, just what does next season look like when you return so many so many people? Um, and you add, you know, a player of Jordy Ball's caliber to it. So, with that in mind, once again, four zero two four six four five six eight five, the Honda of Lincoln hotline, the Sarter Heyman text line, and the Sarter Heyman Jewelers video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, and Allo Channel nine fifty one. Rico, hi. Thoughts on today? Let's. We we can just. We only have about ten minutes left in this first segment, mm-hmm. so we can we can start off with Jordy Ball especially since we're going to switch to football uh, starting at 1230. Mm -hmm. Thoughts on today. We we had the feeling we knew for a couple days that it was going to be to Nebraska. Mm -hmm. Now it's official. It's officially official. Papers are signed. And Nebraska softball released a pretty sweet video. As well, that gave gave us some goosebumps.
1: Didn't even mention her in it, but no. it's still it was a it was a glorious video. And so y- you just softball.
0: sense you just sense that there's a lot of excitement, and understandably so.
1: Oh yeah, today is a, a a massive day, as you just mentioned, with the addition of Jordy Ball, the number one player in the 2021 class from the state of Nebraska, uh, goes to Oklahoma, wins two Women's College World Series, a, a freshman of the year, and uh, an MVP at the Women's College World Series this last season. Uh, this is just a, a massive step forward for Nebraska softball after losing such impactful players as Courtney Wallace and Maya Felder being able to, to reload with with the addition of Jordy Ball, who, in my eyes, I think she's going to play both sides. I think she's going to pitch and I think she's going to hit as well because she is a pretty solid uh, she's pretty solid batter as well. Um, I, I don't. It's hard for me to put into words how massive this get is for Nebraska softball, and how elated you know Ronda Ravel and this coaching staff and these players must feel to add somebody like this. Because as I mentioned earlier on the on the captain, having especially in softball, having a pitcher with the amount of talent and the amount of skill as Jordy on your team, kind of allows you to make a few more mistakes because. She'll be able to cover it up with the amount of strikeouts that she gets. I know you had a stat earlier. Her her strikeout to walk ratio mm-hmm. this last season or the, her two seasons at Oklahoma is just ridiculous. The amount of strikeouts that she gets, the ground balls that she induces, and having a, a solid defense behind her. Nebraska had a really. I think they were a nine seventy fielding percentage as a team, which. Is pretty solid. They had I, I took a little stats uh, earlier. They had 49 total errors as a team this last season, wow. which is a lot. But at the same time, they made some spectacular plays. And having a pitcher who is going to strike people out more often than not is going to help take those errors down a, t- a tad.
0: Well, so you, you mentioned the strikeout-to-walk ratio for Jordy Ball in her career at Oklahoma in 288 and two-thirds innings. Which is quite a few in two years. Just, just a little. Um, I mean, that's that's averaging one hundred and forty-four and a third a year. But in those two years, Nebre- or excuse me, Jordy Ball strikes out three hundred and ninety-seven batters while only walking seventy-one, mm. and, and and that's combined in her entire college career. You want to look at just the strikeout per inning ratio. It's about a a batter and a half, an inning. She's on average, she's striking out per inning. Yeah. So, so, oh, and once again, it's not like we don't have a large enough sample size to detect or to to get some statistics and numbers to back up what we're saying. We have a, we have, I mean, two whole seasons playing for the best team in the country, uh, the last three years, um, wins two national titles, and and just an unbelievable athlete, an unbelievable addition. Mentioned it earlier. Jordy Ball appeared in 71 games with 46 starts and compiled a 44-2 record with a 1.00 earned run average. Now, what's interesting is some of the stati- or excuse me, the history that she made just in her two short seasons with the Sooners. Hmm. Her earned run average ranked second in Oklahoma history and was the lowest mark since the pitching distance was increased from 40 to 43 feet in 1988.
1: The fact that it's the second lowest and it's a one ERA is ridiculous. Yeah.
0: Jordy Ball also boasted the second best winning percentage, winning 96% of the games that she played in, and opponent batting average as opponents only hit 0. .153 off of Jordy Ball. She also ranked third in strikeouts per seven innings, And she averaged 9.72 strikeouts per seven innings. And then she also recorded uh, five saves in her career. Um, Here's this. As a Papillion La Vista graduate, Jordy Ball did not allow a run in 50 of her 71 career appearances with the Sooners.
2: BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.
0: So and she they go on to say including 15 shutouts among her 26 complete games. She posted eleven games with double-digit strikeouts and only allowed thirty extra base hits in nine hundred and ninety-three opponent at bats.
1: Oh yeah, that checks out. Yeah, no, that's normal.
0: That is that is a stunning phrase. That those those two sentences. Jordy Ball did not allow a run in fifty of her seventy-one career appearances, including fifteen shutouts. Among her 26 complete games. She posted 11 games. With double digit strikeouts. And allowed only 30. Extra base hits. So 30 combined. Double triple home run. Mm -hmm. That's extra base hits obviously. 30 extra base hits. In 993 opponent
1: at bats. This has got to be the biggest. Transfer in. Portal history.
0: See and and there's a lot of people pushing back on that. And I just, I just don't, I don't see how it's not. Think
1: about it this way. I I tweeted at my good friend, Caleb Henry, who who said the same thing. And I just had a, not a pushback, but just like a question. He said that this is like Jalen hurts leaving Alabama for, he didn't say Oklahoma for a different school, you know, a month after winning the national title and being named MVP. Like if that would have happened, um, and I said, you know, is this, is this like Jordan Addison winning the Balintnikov and going to USC? He said, no, he transferred up. And I said, is this like Caleb Williams leaving Oklahoma and going to USC? And he was like, no, he was following his coach. Like, that's totally different that way as well. Jordy Ball left two national championships. After winning two national championships, winning the MVP of the tournament, four days after she won that MVP and won that, that second title, and went back to her home state, and this is no disrespect to Nebraska softball, but to a program that isn't as good as Oklahoma mm-hmm. softball.
0: Now, we're getting some pushback on the text line that the Big Ten does not compare to the Big 12. Um, You're
1: right, the Big 12 is better.
0: So the Big 12, if you look at it, they had, let's see, so Oklahoma's obviously 61-1 and mm-hmm. was their record. Texas was 45-15. and Oklahoma State was forty-seven and sixteen, and Baylor was forty and eighteen. And in among the,
1: those forty wins for Baylor, a win against Oklahoma.
0: In the Big Ten conference, there were only two teams that surpassed forty wins. Um, Minnesota had thirty-eight, and Nebraska was fourth with thirty-six. So
1: that's and those that's, weren't even the two best teams in the Big Ten. And so that is
0: where it's it's fascinating because this isn't a. Nebraska goes to, you know, they they're not a regional team, but they they strike gold with a, with somebody who's the best player in the country that wants to, you know, maybe make them a regional team. That's not the case at all. This is a regional this is, final. Team. This is a team that won 41 games 2 years ago in a Big 10 title and then last year loses in the regional final and wins 36 games. And that's with one of their pitchers being injured for the entire season, so I, I just think there's a lot of optimism, and yeah. So unnamed texture was just clarifying. We appreciate you. Oh, so okay, um, we appreciate you chiming in. And thank you for clarifying that. That does help out. But anyway, I mean, th- that just gives you optimism as we go forward. Because it's not like Nebraska was even middle of the road. It's not like a Nebraska a men's basketball team get, for Nebraska getting one of the best players in the country mm-hmm. and going. All right, well, let's hope that just takes them up to a, a top four seed in the Big Ten. Yeah, that's not the case anymore. This is and, and this this is why I'm excited to talk to Nate Rohr, uh, the voice of Husker softball, in about an hour or so. Just because what is the expectation? Yeah, is the expectation Big Ten title?
1: Yes. That's, I think that's, I think that's, I, I gotta be careful the way that I, I think that's the floor. Hold on. Okay. Now, see, I, I don't want to say that. I, I, I gotta be careful. Because, look, they're two years removed from winning the Big Ten title. I understand that. They're, last year, being a regional finalist, and, you know, coming up, if your bats didn't didn't fall asleep at the Big Ten tournament. Yeah. Yeah. Your pitching was up to up to par. I mean, you only allowed what two runs and then three runs, but you couldn't muster any runs for a team that was one of the best offenses in the conference in the Big 10 tournament. If your bats don't fall asleep, you're playing for another Big 10 title. Maybe maybe winning it. I you were you're going to face Northwestern again or you did face Northwestern. Maybe winning it. Back-to-back Big 10 titles. I think this addition and again, in softball, a pitcher of this caliber makes a massive difference on that team. That is
0: true. That is true.
1: So I don't want to sound, I, I don't want to sound, I don't know the word I'm looking for, like an idiot or anything. But I, I think that, that that should be something that obviously you strive for every season. But if you win a Big Ten title, I don't think that that is... Something that you leave, if that's all you do this season, if you win a Big Ten title and losing regionals again, I don't think you're satisfied with that season. Well, no, absolutely, and not. I don't, I don't think that you look back at that season and say, "Yeah, we had a really good season." But with or without Jordy Ball, I think you don't, you don't. Are, I mean, obviously, happy you're with, looking for more. You're looking year looking to, after year. Yeah, you're looking to improve. But with every this, year. but with this addition, mm-hmm. losing in the regionals is not winning a Big Ten title and losing in regionals is not. That's not a yeah. Because we look I back just, at this, we look back at this last season. It was a pretty solid season. You dealt with a couple of injuries, and you had to you had to make do with what you got. You were relying on Courtney Wallace game after game to to you know uh, start games and end games for you. And if she didn't have a good performance, you were like, oh, I don't know if this is gonna do do yeah. really well. And that's no disrespect to to anybody else, but if she didn't have a good game, it was oh no, you know we're in kind of we're in a little bit of trouble. Mm-hmm. So I think it's I think it's kind of something
0: crazy. Uh, we got an ass or we got a. a, a Asked a question on the text line Mm -hmm. It says Is the freshman from Indiana Who's in the portal Coming to Nebraska I I, I honestly don't know What I would say To any To any other questions Regarding Transfer additions To Nebraska softball They're full on scholarships So Whether that's uh, You know Moving somebody on From the program To make room for somebody or if there's loopholes through NIL and all that good stuff as well that uh, can can act as scholarships, if you will. So, but that takes a lot of fundraising, and I don't know how how willing boosters and alumni will be to open up the pocketbooks for a team that has made the regional finals the last two years, but hasn't gone very far after that, hasn't been able to get after that. Mm-hmm. I don't know, and that's where it's like, is it? That's where you see the differences in athletics at Nebraska. Yeah. Because folks will still open up the pocketbooks for football and then potentially men's basketball, potentially. And then but oh. then you see maybe not so much when it comes to baseball, softball and other sports. And so you see the differences where now softball it it's insane to think about the the buzz and the attention that's going to be on Nebraska softball next year. Like, do not get it twisted. They are going to have national eyes on Nebraska at the start of next softball season.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: At the start of next softball season. I I just uh, saw this tweet from a Big Ten softball analyst, Samantha Netling. And she's, she tweeted this out at 11 a.m. this morning. For those playing catch-up to the team welcoming All-American ace Jordy Ball... Husker softball is one of the most underrated offenses in the country and will return practically their entire starting lineup. One All-American, three first-team All-Big Ten players, and a stacked senior class. For a program that loves their hitting their hitting pitchers, mm-hmm. I imagine we'll see a lot more of Jordy Ball in the box as well as in the circle next year for Husker softball. Billy and Brooke Andrews, Caitlin Canada, Sydney Gray, Abby Squire, Ava Bredwell, Caitlin Neal, and now Jordy Ball. That's that a, is the lineup that's for Husker softball. That's a sick lineup. That's exciting. A lot of exciting stuff going
1: on. Uh, so the Indiana sophomore that or freshman that this person was talking about is the the Big Ten Player of the Year and Freshman of the Year Taryn Kern, who I didn't know wow. entered the portal. Uh, she did that ten days ago, actually on June fifth. How about that? I know. I know Nebraska is talking to some people, but I There's don't a, know where they're putting them. She's an infielder. Um, Based on this picture, shortstop. Okay, not second base. Not second. Base. Could be similar. I like my second baseman, but also shortstop, Billy Andrews. That's true. That's right. Utility. The only the only position that they lost outside of of Courtney Felder, who was a pitcher, was Courtney first Wallace. base. Courtney Wallace. What the heck is my problem? Maya Felder? Maya Felder. I just yeah. combined the two. That would be a that would be a great player. Yeah. Maya good Felder. at hitting and good at pitching. Oh, it'd be fantastic. Uh, Maya Felder at first base. Yeah. So there you go.
0: All right, that's our, our little pickup on softball. Until we talk to the voice of the Husker softball team, Nate Rohr coming up at 1.30. But first, we welcome in Zach Carpenter after the commercial break to talk about Husker football. Dan Daniel Kalen is out at Elite 11 camps. What does Zach know about what's going on out there? We'll ask him from inside Nebraska coming up next. You're listening to the Happy Hour, 93.7 The Ticket. Follow Nick and Enrique on Twitter at Nick underscore Sainert and at Radio Rico AC. More of Happy Hour is next on 937 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.
2: Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code Champion 150. Then,